loaded with their finest craftsmanship, which they would ship to Crown City. Lugtown was primarily known for burls from local oaks that were twisted and distorted by a perennial fungus. In keeping with the tenet of the clockwork angels that even the ugly can be made useful, possibly even beautiful, Lugtowners carved the burls into furniture, decorative accent pieces, and fantastic sculptures, particularly carvings of the angels. Every house in town had burl tables, burl chairs, burl countertops, burl bowls, even clocks framed with burl wood. The carvers sent their work off on the steamliner, but none of them bothered to go to Crown City to see their art displayed in galleries. When Marinda had asked a woodcarver about it once, he responded with a baffled look. Why would I want to do that? The watchmaker granted me the gift to be a sculptor, not a traveler. Should I diminish something I am for something I am not and do not want to be? Marinda found that logic eminently reasonable. A local quarry also produced many thunder eggs, agates, which the watchmaker supposedly found beautiful. The polished stones went off to Crown City in crates neatly separated from the burlwood items. Showing no inclination to hurry, since the steamliner would be there for hours, the villagers loaded their outbound cargo and perused the new shipments of supplies. Marinda bustled past them, away from the steamliner station, and made her way into town. Fortunately, with so many townspeople gawking at the inconvenient disruption of the steamliner's arrival, the local businesses would have fewer customers, which made for easier shopping on her part. That allowed Marinda to complete her errands more efficiently. Lugtown was laid out on the same general map as all of the villages in Albion. The watchmaker had standardized the whole land more than two centuries ago when he imposed his benevolent stability. Thus, Marinda adhered to the philosophy that if she'd seen one town in Albion, she had seen them all. And it was a lot easier just to continue seeing this one. With measured steps, she walked down the main street, past shops, clerks' offices, the local newsgraph station. A cloud obscured the sun, and the wind whisked by. Marinda reached up to touch her brown hair done up in an efficient bun so the strands wouldn't be blown astray. They all remained firmly in place. Marinda believed in stability in her hair arrangement, as with all things. Though she was only 32 and her skin was still smooth, she had already adopted the persona of a much older woman. In that Marinda was ahead of schedule, the hours ticked away. She ticked away, and her father was ticking away even faster than the rest. She reached into the pocket of her gray wool skirt to withdraw her list, reviewing the items she needed to purchase. Today, she had to make a special trip to the apothecary for unguents, prescription powders, and ophthalmic salves, though all of these curatives had less and less effect as her father's health continued to decline. As she walked past the solicitor's office, the door popped open, startling her with its jingling bell. Benjulian Frull was Lugtown's only lawyer, a master of the fine art of legal language, obfuscation, and loopholes. The fact that he had no competition in Lugtown made it difficult for any legal disputes to become contentious, because Benjulian Frull, Esquire, represented both sides 
quoting chapter and verse to each party until the matter was resolved. Ahem, Miss Peake, I saw you passing by, which is quite fortuitous. I need to discuss a matter with you. Frulls stepped out to join her on the street. He was a man with a round face and a round belly. In contrast, his arms and legs were quite spindly, so that, in summation, he was an average-sized man. And how is old Arlen doing? The same as always, she said. Poorly. His eyesight is mostly gone, and he is in constant pain. But he dabbles with his inventions and keeps his clockwork regulators functioning, although they don't work as well as he thinks. I believe he's much more ill than he lets on. She put her hands on her hips. My eyesight is perfectly good, and I can see his condition. The solicitor frowned. But how is Arlen's mind?